And you've already hit record now, haven't you, you ball bags? Hello, welcome to the Muscle and the Hustle podcast. Back for another week. Tony is once again away. Where are you, Tony? Marbella? Yeah, I'm in Spain at the moment. Tony's in Spain, so if you rob his houses if you want. And we're joined by a special guest. <laughs> we're joined by a special yeah, guest. If you rob my house, you're going to get my mum because it's the liver, so you'll walk in <laughs> That's every true. My auntie, my dad, you'll actually get more people than fuck if I was there. Uh, we're joined this week by Owen McCabe. Owen is uh, Antrim GA footballer, St. Gauls, and a strength and conditioning coach based in Belfast. He's done his homework here. No, he I, like, knew, oh, I, knew, here I knew that the top of my head. Um, but Owen, yeah, introduce yourself. Cheers for having me. Thanks, Mickey. Um, lovely introduction there. Uh, but yeah, basically, I'm Owen from Belfast playing football for St. Gauls and Antrim. And a uh, bit of an SNC coach as well, working with GAA athletes um, across Ireland, just from the online GA Performance Academy. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a bit about me. And would it be, would it be right in saying that your, your heart is an Oma man? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> hey, Tony, yeah, there's yeah, more. I, you didn't know that, Tony, you see? No. My, uh, <laughs> Daddy's from Oma, so we just spent a lot of time down there. Um, going down, he was still playing football when I was growing up, so down on a Friday for his training staying at my granny's and then um, would have been down over the weekend at his matches from every weekend from it was probably what three or four like so spent a good bit of time in Oma yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tricky thing what you do because see with the coaching this is something that I notice especially when it comes to like SNC coaches like it, you, you don't get as many like you'll get results but your results aren't like before and afters all the time yeah. obviously body comp comes into check like if somebody's fat they need to lose weight that's obviously the first beneficial but there's also like you like don't get me wrong i coach county footballers and stuff but there is a level of like leanness to trade-off and like performance and i think a lot of amateur i think like a lot of footballers actually struggle with that because they're like i don't want to diet now because it'll affect my season then i want to gain during the off season so the thing is you almost end up with like slower results aesthetically but then you have to sort of trade that off so then the thing is it's hard to build your name in that i think because whenever i get anybody that comes to me for like the mentorship or anything now or any of that and they talk about snc i'm like it's going to be a slow builder because it's built an authority and that takes a lot of time doesn't it yeah big time big time it's like that was probably the thing that i struggled with at the start was like right how do i show results here but it's really just yes you can see results in terms of like numbers going up in the gym and that and then you're getting people's feedback and what they're saying about the program but in terms of like a an eye-catching result where you see someone like six months ago and then now it's not you're not sort of seeing that before and after like but um I suppose once they like if you can put a number on it in terms of like speeds they're hitting their weights they're lifting then you can start to see some real results but I suppose a lot of it's like how they're feeling how they're performing and then performing on the pit what sort of coming from those performances where well, they get maybe a call up to a senior team or a county team or something like that they're there to go from not starting in the team to starting in the team that's where you see the it's like a delayed process sort of thing yeah. Um, yeah but I think even if somebody goes from, from being a sub to starting like that's massive for most people so the thing is yeah. that that's probably where you probably get a lot of clients but that's the result in itself like I think that's more of a thing where you would connect with it especially if you're just coming in the seniors and stuff like you're breaking into the panel and all of a sudden you join you and then you start that's where they'll build their faith in you rather than anything else I reckon but that takes that takes faith in the first place do you know what I mean yeah 100% I suppose it's like seeing what people have done before and then coming in and getting in the action and then uh, I suppose like you, you, yes you want to give immediate results but then just for the nature of it it is going to be like a, a longer term thing and sticking to the process for even a couple of weeks and then you start to see some results that way um, Is that where you 
is that where you see yourself like long-term GS sport strength conditioning or is it more like spread out or do you see yourself just zoning in more and more in that? I, I do feel more like having my like too far past the GA side of things. Um, I would like to say maybe like team sports in general, but I think just GA is the main thing. Like I want to be like the go-to person in Ireland for uh, like GAS and so GA can't speak. GAS and C too many ladders. Yeah, it's 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 great to see how far it's come on in the GA now because before we would have felt. Rugby was way ahead of GA when it came to strength foundation, and then boys like Mick McGurn and and all their fellas that got sort of brought kind of more into the mainstay. And then you see now there's a lot of crossover coach wise. Like I know yeah. Tyro- Tyrone had was Johnny Davidson. Tyrone had somebody with them for a while, and he came uh, from Ulster rugby. Like he never kicked a, a Gaelic ball in his life, but he he pretty he is pretty kind of successful. He was kind of the year before they won All Ireland, but it's good like. That is, we were talking about like quantifying it. That would be that would be the big one for a lot of coaches to kind of go. So everything's getting faster, everything's getting stronger. But at the end of the day, if their their performance on the field isn't getting better, because you can all everybody knows the guy that's come in after preseason, built like a shit house, fast yeah. in training. But then when it comes to them, it just doesn't like it doesn't uh, translate onto the pitch. Would you get a lot of like your guys coming to you that want to break on to county teams already on county teams, or would you find most of your guys are playing at, like at a higher level rather than lower division? So most I will most of mine would be coming sort of playing like breaking into the senior team. Maybe they're in their senior team or just yeah. stepping up in the seniors. Like a lot of players who be sort of at county level would already have. The team will probably have an SNC coach, so they're probably already at a pretty high level yeah. themselves. But like off season ways, you would get a few coming through that way when maybe they don't have to do like collective sessions. Yeah. But uh, most of the people that I work with are sort of breaking into senior teams um, or in senior teams that want to push on to a higher level and just be like a more of a key player. Like, um, yeah. So I've, I've worked with a few, but most of them are like most of the clients I work with are sort of uh, they're, they're playing at a pretty high standard or else they break in the senior teams or they just want to kick on and be more of a standard player yeah yeah it's mad it's of, go ahead Tony. it's one of them sports though like it's like it's like don't get me wrong every sport is like this but a lot of it also comes down to as much as you can get shaped nutrition like it's skill acquisition as well which is like time actually playing the sport it's like if you start whenever you're 12 versus 7 like there's just such a big difference in like and I'm not saying just time but it's time on the pitch like it's that 10,000 hour rule and stuff where like some people just need more time doing the skill work. Like you'll see people who do fuck all with strength conditioning and they'll still be an unbelievable footballer because just how actually people say that's natural talent. That's just the fact that they're just fucking one probably do pick it up quick, but the amount of time on the ball and stuff. So I think that's tricky as well. Cause I get a lot of people who are like would come to me and they talk about breaking on the county teams and I'd be like, right, well, yeah, I can do all the body comp. I can do all this. But at the same time, I, I always turn around and be like, what's your skill level? Like, like how skillful are you because i know that sounds like but that's such a underpinning factor and in, in so much of it because you'll get outliers all around like even fucking looking like i know he's a really good example like for soccer like uh, wayne rooney like like yeah. do you know what i mean he was still having sneaky pints and all but sure you could fucking ping it in from any direction so i think it, a lot of obviously it helps i think if you're like a good footballer and you've everything in base and you know your skills solid like they're the small percentages that probably add up like the sky sports stuff that do for the cycle and they're the wee bits that nudge you on over time and we small things add up but it is it's tricky when it's skill it's very like obviously the gym is skill based to an extent like 
but it's not as much there's not as much like decision making and stuff if you get me no, yeah, I mean, there's, there's not outside external external pressures like a boy trying to take your head off on the pitch <laughs> in the gym well yeah. hopefully not in the gym um but yeah it's, it is mad like for an amateur sport the amount of people and players that are pumping resources and money and time and effort into developing themselves is mad now like it's like you see it from from club level right up it used to be just the county boys the county boys took it more serious than everybody else but now like the club guys are just as well they always did take it as serious but they never went that extra the extra mile and now you just look at boys and you're like they're doing infrared sauna twice a week they're doing cryo they've got strength conditioning coaches they've got the mobility coaches is the big one now and you're like fuck me lads like that costs money but another thing you're like fair play to them you know it's like it's like personal development like yourself like like learning from more people like you and tony would do a lot of that it i i love to see when the young lads are doing it because then you know they're just like they're not just relying on oh i'm good at football no i'm good at that i was you know because because i was good at it when i was 12 i deserve to be in the minor team or deserve to be but they're going in and going no i'm gonna fucking i have my 10-year plan like you see some of them like the throwing under 20s at the weekend the, like i was like i don't remember anybody you're, you're being drunk. that size when they were 20 like they're they're huge boys and you could tell that Thanks. they've been on <laughs> they've been sure. on a they've been on a plan for a good few years 100%. like they're it's Joe, 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 i want to say before because it's going to go out of my head mckay and do you used to this is a good question both of you do you think, and I, maybe this is just me, do you think ego drives some people to try and push on for County to an extent? Because it's almost like, it puts you on a bit of a pedestal in some extent. Now, I'm not saying that this is made up, but like, do you whenever you're younger, if you were a County minor, like, you just start picking up women a lot easier. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it, maybe it's the confidence, maybe it's a thing, but there definitely is this sort of sense of like a, I think it is obviously there's hierarchy doing anything. Like if you get a really well-paid job, it obviously helps your chances, but it definitely would be a driving factor for some people. Would you still reckon that? I know that sounds odd. Nah, definitely. Like even from my own experience, like at the time I thought it was top of the world because it was in a fucking county minor team. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah. even, like, the first time I went in the, like answer seniors as well. I think I was like 19 at the time and just like that was, wasn't mature enough to be there. Like probably wasn't physically ready to be there. Didn't really, wasn't really prepared to take it like as serious as you need to take it. So for me, I think just, there was a nice ego massage just to be there. Like, and then I uh, learned a few hard lessons, like, and then that sort of wrapped my head around it and realized what actually has to go in it. Like, so um, speaking from my own experience, yeah, it's definitely a nice ego massage, like, but um, I'm sure there's plenty of other people would be. Cause that- I reckon yeah. I reckon there's some people that actually chase it for that though specifically. Yeah. Well, there's there's. Yeah. It's, I'd you know say I mean? it's very county orientated. Like like you see what's going on in County Down at the moment. Like they're imploding in, internally in themselves because the good club players are almost giving shit to the good county players, and then some of the county players then may have started thinking their way and just jumped off the panel. But then you have a county like like Tyrone, like the young fellas, because the seniors had a wee bit of uh, success, they think oh geez we're, we're going to get that too so like there is there is certain counties that it's going to be very hard for them to win in All-Ireland just because clear, just because you know it's just hard for like there's always the All-Ireland's always going to be shared between maybe five or six counties maybe the odd one extra but some of them boys will do it purely for the love of the game and then there is the guys that 
do it because it's like being a pop star. You're, you know, especially if you're from a small town, you're a county player or a county, a county minor. You're a massive deal, like, you know. And especially the guys driving through somewhere the other day and throwing, and there must have been a couple of players from one of the teams playing for the under twenties, and they had a big banner across the street. Imagine yeah. you're seventeen or eighteen, you have a banner across your street with your face and your name on it. I think part of it's like. Uh I suppose the culture and like the history within the county as well like in a county like maybe Tyrone or Terry or Dublin where there's been a lot more success it's probably seen as a like a, a higher step to get towards like obviously anyone that's involved in GA wants to go on and play for the county probably but I think um, with maybe like you mentioned there maybe like help seeing that success from other teams it's more of a driving factor um, but I suppose it's probably made out to be a bit more of a big deal in those sort of counties too where you know they're playing at a higher level week in week out and they're they're winning competitions enough. But um, go ahead. Sir. I know I know what you mean. No, it's just it's something that like I, I think I see the way you're talking about the ego and then even the way that it's imploding. I think a lot of it does come down to that. Like especially even when you look at down as you're saying they're like. It, the more success the place has, the more faith the clubs have in the county. Whereas whenever it's not, it's almost like tit for tat. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Like, massive. You so you would have yeah. went through that with some goals a wee bit. Like, but when you I maybe really, it's before your time, but St. Gaul's yeah. had that problem back in the day. Cross McGlenn had that problem back in the day. Kilku now have that problem because the, the club almost becomes bigger than the county at some stage. And it's like, why would I, we're winning? We're, we're feeling like as a club, we're, we're winners. And you forget what it feels like to get beat. And then when you go out for the county and you get beat, and then the people start pointing fingers. And then, and then all of a sudden, it's like, fuck, come on back to our safe place now. <laughs> you know, uh, I think it's, it's, it's saying that like it, you can definitely see it but I think that even the year it was 2009 I remember in the Ulster final I think it was like between Corgan and St. Gauls I think there was like seven or eight boys from each team in, yeah. the, in the panel um, and I think 2009 was the year I think Corgan won it 2009 we won it or maybe they won it 2010 something like that but 2010 we won the, the club all Ireland like, and we still had so many boys in the county panel so yeah. it's it's weird the way it doesn't always you do get times where it's like yes counties will be sort of or sorry clubs will be pushing on and yeah. um, maybe not see as many boys in the panel but then at the same time like like even Cross McGlenn too I'm sure they still had plenty of boys in the Armagh panel whenever they were like yeah oh no the, play, the players are on the panel but it's when when it starts going going against them and uh, and for county then they go right let's just bounce back to and worry about or not well it depends if they get the holy grail once, once you get the All Ireland clubs, and seemingly their mindsets sometimes switches and go right. You know, we can worry about other things now, but it's mad like the way like St. Gauls would be. It's it's the biggest club in Belfast, isn't it? Um, I think, I think someone said something about members wise. I think one yeah. of the biggest clubs. Because uh, it, it would be for me growing up, it would have been the most famous club, and then you you your dad coached St. Gauls for a while, didn't he? Uh, 2011 to 14 I think he was like he started yeah. coaching in 14 and what age were you at that stage? Uh, probably under 5th maybe 14, 15, oh, 16 right, so, right, so he didn't the year he the year he left the year after he left I started training with the seniors so. oh, so you didn't get See, the call yep. he's a dinosaur here what age are you on? Uh, 20, 23 yeah, see, he's young sprog. I'm only a male 27. Mickey's about 43. Here for <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the weird thing is, the, the bad thing is about this, right? I was playing reserves, young reserves, when your dad was still playing seniors. 
<laughs> no, he was no, he, he was coming to the end of it, like, but he was there. He was because I would have grown up watching your dad play football. Like he would have been yeah. the captain of of our club, and so when you're young, like looking up to the captains, is always your dad was always the guy, and then you were always running about as well. Uh, um, but then, uh, sure, then you to that whenever you're in Omar, are you that close to Mecca? Is it sim- similar place? No, play okay. similar club. So his dad. Oh, right. Right. So that's from the same club, like. But um, I suppose it rings close enough, no like I'm not. I almost it's almost smaller than you, really. How many people's in it? 35, 30, 32,000. Okay. Yesterday, I don't know, quick count. Yeah, quick, quick Google. No, I was just curious. Fuck, I wouldn't say Nuri have more than that. Look. Bound. You have a lot of illegal. Like. You have a lot of illegals in your too, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, very true. They're all in my houses. So. That's going to say. That's that was a, they're you, wired. They're fucking in their left, right, and center. You need to stop. Oh, you need to stop racking my jokes. That was an excellent. I slum landlord. I'm like, I was waiting for that one. <laughs> I fucking went interview a house there with my ones about six months ago, and you know what? The house locked absolutely fine it was actually the, it was actually very close to my house and it was just a three bedroom normal house and looked fine on the outside and when you got in oh my god i've never seen a house with more beds just singles everywhere yeah like three in each room like you're talking maybe 11 or 12 people living in a three it's actually nuts the amount of that i know this is completely off topic but i'm sure somebody out there that doesn't love the ga is glad to hear about me in the slums did you buy um, the house don't i did i what did you try to buy the house no, you couldn't. I could. I actually put an offer in, but then I didn't take it because I went down to my solicitor and obviously me being a greedy cunt, I was like, look, they're paying X amount for fucking 12 of them. Like, it's not a HMO. It's a fucking normal house. How do I get them out? And he was like, you're fucked. They're in there too long and they're never kicking them out. It was, your, it was just at the end of lockdown. It could have been about a year ago. And he was like, if you go to court and you're kicking 12 Brazilians out of a house, you look like a greedy cunt. So he's like, it's just never working. So he just goes, they're just going to stay there until they're ready to leave. And I was like, that is fucking shite for me. Like, so I was just leaving. But the house was fucking well on there. But it's one of the things where, like, it was, it, like, that many people living in the house, it just gets wrecked. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Well, like, it's not going to be in good shape if there's 12 people in a house that's meant to be for three, technically. Your change, it's, it's fucking nuts. Like, see, when I'm in Dubai and you, you're talking to the taxi man, like, sometimes they'd be like, Oh, I split I split a room with two of our men. And you're like, what? And then they're like, yeah, whenever I get up out of bed to go drive the taxi, like someone's getting in. People do that in Dublin now. That's fucking metal. Dublin's fucking extortionate. Like, it's Dublin's, what is Dublin like rent? Would you have an idea? No, I wouldn't. I would wreck my heart. Like, there's people coming up to Nuri and renting a four bedroom house for a thousand pounds and going, that's actually great. And I'm like, holy fuck. If you're from. Why? Well, uh, that'd be a room in Dublin. In Dublin that's a room in Dublin. That's. Like fuck, that, be, uh, it'll be between eight hundred and a thousand for a single room in Dublin. Holy, around, fuck. it's around. The wage is higher, but it's not that much higher. Is it's it? around that, and then like the share room is only you're only knocking like two two hundred euro a month off stuff. It's, it's some of the stuffs ask like, but people are people are renting out their garden sheds and all. Like there's people. Jeez, I must get in this action. Oh, you should see some of the stuff. There's a, there's a page by share stuff up the like mad shit in Dublin about rent, and it's fucking like some of it's just. But then, as you said, like people now are commuting from like Dundalk and Drogheda and Navan and Newry. Like the people are just commuting. Yeah, whenever I'm at home, I'm living in either Dundalk or Newry, and it's fucking like it's actually Dundalk's not that far from us. It. It's about forty minutes. It's the same as Newry. like. 
Nerdy to Dublin's a wee bit longer than Nerdy to Belfast, so the dock's like just that wee extra bit. But like, you'd be better fucking true. Like, it's it's just absolutely fucking ludicrous. But then the fuel and all too is absolutely nuts. Why like, you drive a three point two liter vehicle? No, I don't. Mine's only a two liter truck. Oh, Eco friendly. Oh, you only got the Eco- wee baby truck. Eco friendly. It's big on the outside, small on the inside, just like myself. So it's it's all show and no go. So uh, yeah, uh, Joe, you know I'm actually I fucking need to return it. It's sitting in my house and I'm paying three fifty a month for it, and it's absolutely doing diddly. And for anybody that says that finance is stupid, because the amount of people that wrote to me when I put it up with like going, oh, finance can't afford it. Anybody that pays for a car outright doesn't know how to spend money. Oh, like that's the worst like investment put- you can do. <laughs> Like, oh, like one of the boys I was talking to in Dubai, me and him got in an argument over it because he bought a McLaren outright, right? Outright. And he goes to me, oh, like, because somebody I know uh, it finances a McLaren, right? So it's probably like three grand a month for something. I don't know what it is. And he goes, oh, if you can't afford it, don't get it. And the first thing I said is no, because if you put 50 grand down the McLaren, it was 250 grand. You could put the two, over 200 grand into eight houses and that would pay for your McLaren. Yeah. Like Joe, Joe, but then it's that ego thing, as we were saying about like with the county panel and stuff as well. I think the ego drives a lot of that, even with like, like there's this thing where me and Sean were talking about earlier, like me and Sean were walking down the street and we were just talking about it. And it's, it's this sense of when somebody starts to do even remotely well for themselves, they almost want other people to know. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It, it, do, you know, do you know what I mean? I think initially at the start, like everybody's a wee bit like that, but then real success doesn't speak. And I think whenever people have to show it off, you know that a lot of it's for show. 100%. Yeah, it's it's one of them things where like I'm sure you're like that as well because your traction's picked up quite a lot because it probably was like as I was saying to you the results aren't like whenever I put up a before and after like I'll immediately pick up a lot of followers whereas if you are having one person perform really well on the pitch yes you pick up their club name and you pick up a couple of people off it but it's not the same as like a quick 100 follows or something you know uh, uh, it's not as eye catching doesn't catch your like you're scrolling through your explore page you see a before and after you're like fuck that's quality whereas yeah someone talking about like sort of couple of months in the in the program like the swipe you done where they're like where it shows them on the pitch stuff like that's really good but like you can't take a before and after them kicking a point like, you know what I mean? like yeah. it just doesn't work but uh, yeah like i think i think i do and you were saying as well the skill comes into a big time too so all we're doing is just trying to get them faster stronger and keep them on the pitch and uh performing at a higher level so and then hopefully their skills their skills good enough to <laughs> pick them on <laughs> <laughs> no, that wouldn't have been my strong point. What about you, Mickey? Were you any use? Uh, I was. I was just while on fit. <laughs> Where'd you play? Full forward, and then when it got fitter, midfield. Bear in the square. Bear in the square. I was the bit. That was well. Was this it was, when you it was were, about was this Mc... when you were like a hundred odd kilos? Uh, no, it was um, me and Joe McMahon were ninety five kilos. What a man! But this was a. This was, was this after you had lost like a lot of the weight? No, this was no. This was years ago. I, re- I retired young, twenty. So wait there, you and then you gained the weight once you stopped, did you? Uh, both before and after, intermittently. Uh, you know, uh. I was a bit of a sporadic GA footballer. <laughs> I retired uh, after about nineteen, and then came back when I was like twenty-five. How do we? Oh, how do we disco? How do we disco year under Paddy Crozier and then realised was absolutely cat. And everybody, and every, everybody else got so much better. <clears throat> and I had to mark Ronan O'Neill in training months and that retired me. He's a young footballer from Toronto. He's not young now, he's fucking probably 30. Um, but he was on rail and he ran me ragged one Sunday morning. I just went, you know what? This is not for me. 
Sure, I think it's tough too. Like you probably get this one because it probably still happens. You, I find the hardest part. It wasn't the training and all. It was the the time that like, if you have football at Wednesday at seven p.m., like your day is actually planned around that. And oh, if that's wait. three or four times a week, that used to fucking melt me. I'm such a like a fucker for like I just like to do things. So like sunny day, it hits four o'clock. Somebody goes, let's go to the beach, and you're like, or well, four o'clock. It's not gonna be sunny, but you get me. And you're like, well, fuck, I have to be home for seven for football, and you get my food in. before like, do you know what I mean? I think that, is that not the top? Do you think that's the hardest part? No. Yeah, I struggle with that big time. Um, suppose like your whole when you I if I, I know of anything on later on that day, like regardless of what it is, I'll be sort of planning my day around that. Like so, um, like get your and, eating um, and right and all. Like yeah. Bit of a bit of a weirdo that stuff too. Like I'll make sure I'm eating at certain times and feeling good. And like if I'm going in the training session, on about two close before or something, it'll be in my head. I'll be like, oh fuck this. But uh, what do you eat? What do you eat? How long do you eat over two hours? So about my main my last meal about four hours. Um, just find it digest. Yeah, takes a wee bit long to digest. Yeah. So what the fuck's that a brick? What the fuck's that a concrete brick? Four hours. Um. So four four hours. Four, uh, four hours and then I'll have like a snack two hours out and then a cup of coffee before before I go as well um, but yeah like we say we're training seven or eight o'clock well, or eight o'clock tonight we're usually about seven o'clock um, it's sort of like once you get the four or five o'clock you're just sort of waiting for the waiting for the time to leave really yes see that that, that was the hard, for me that was the most hardest part because then I was losing days around that and if you've anything planned in your other days you start to lose like days roll into weeks and weeks roll into months really really quickly but I suppose like how many months of the year do you play a ball? So Is it every month, well, you probably more or less you might get because you you play you play with the county, then you go back into the club, and then the club season will run on. You might get yeah. you might get eight, six or eight weeks off because then you start back in the preseason again, and then your preseason's two or three months long before you go back into games and stuff. So it's a long enough year, like. But I suppose when you get this year, we had maybe six or eight weeks off in the winter from when club finished to when we um well. We're like sent out programs because well, we're still training the whole way through. Actually, we're sent out programs to work yeah. away with. And before I'm back in the collective, like you had the first month, you're like, oh, this is great, but at the end time, but then after that, you're like, I'm ready to get back into it again. Yeah, because you're craving it. Do you think for you and your level of where you're playing, like, because I'm sure there's loads of people that are listening that are playing quite well and then want to get back. Do you think it's all like, because for me, it's all about with body comp, it's all about the 1%. So do you think like the fact like you eat the meal of four hours out, you, plan your days that we would extra round it you're having that coffee maybe 45 an hour do you think all that's the difference between you you being a good footballer and you being a great footballer or where's your mindset with that probably it comes in there at some level I but I think a lot of it is a lot of it still is the skills and what you do on the pitch because there's so many boys there wouldn't go into like as much detail like I think I, I go into a bit more detail because I'm like working on it and like doing the research yeah. on it and so I probably like worry about it a wee bit more but I'd say that boys who have not clue about it and they just go out and play and they're just they're still unbelievable. Um, so yeah. because it's I'm aware of it, like I do think it adds towards mine. It definitely does help. Like in terms of fuel and like training properly, recovering properly, definitely does help. Um, so I suppose it's just the accumulation of all those three things. But like we said earlier, if you don't have the if you're if you're not able to play yeah. at that high level, you're not, not going to be. You could be the the best athlete in the world, but if you're if you don't have the skills there, like you're not going to be. There is always that one guy in a team, and sometimes they do break on the county who are limited in their skill set but the most dedicated and pro and, and athlete the fittest fastest but when they get on the like ball uh, when they get on the ball you're kind of like jesus don't yeah. don't it's so sort of one with a crowd shout give it give it as soon as he gets the ball <laughs> give it <laughs> he just fists it away 
there's always that one guy you're like as soon as he gets the ball you're like get rid of it <laughs> but they're just insanely and you're like i nearly want them out there because he's he's no use to anyone sitting on the bench yeah. but he's i can put him out there for 10 minutes and just run around and put in just work put a hand on yeah. someone push someone off the ball like just get around the place we like we've had loads of them over the years but um what would you say what would you say the me like if you were to like fundamentally point out the main difference because i know there's a load of boys listening to this we get a lot we have a lot of younger guys listening like under 17 under 18 that, that play football and they follow it did follow tony online what would you say the main difference is from the guys that are breaking in the county teams and the guys that just aren't quite there yet but when you, you know from you coaching them from everything you know is it is it mostly mindset no, because there is, you know, we talk about the boys just not having the skills. But when you know you, you, there's nobody with no skills thinking they should be playing for the county. And really, you and could break that down as well to like, what's the difference between somebody who's who's a sub, somebody who starts, and then somebody who's pushing the key player to pushing the county. Like the sort of like the main differences between that almost is what you're looking. At. I know what you mean because that was the next question I was going to ask. I was going to say, what's the main thing? Because obviously, skill comes in there, but. Where, where would you lead with that? Because I think that's very interesting because that's hard to pinpoint. Yeah, there either be a load of things you look at, but probably the big thing would be probably consistency. Like how like everyone can have like one or two brilliant games, but if you can consistently play and be like one of the key players and consistently be playing at a high level, then that'll definitely stand by you. And then I suppose with that, if you're like your your body's up there like you're able to get about the pitch you're able to move faster you're strong you're staying on the pitch like that will definitely come in there as well I suppose it's just maybe like the time commitments as well because there's still some unbelievable players that don't play because maybe they have a job and maybe that takes a bit more priority for them and um, they just don't have the time to commit so uh, I think consistency is probably a big thing and then I suppose maybe just how, I suppose how long they've been doing something as well like say you might they might break into a team and only start sort of training and they might be like yeah. playing catch up for a couple of years but if they've been sort of like minor under 16 minor um, under 20 and they've been following like a sort of consistent program on that then they're consistently at that level I suppose keep on messing consistency here but they're they're at that level and their body's performing that level week in week out they're probably going to have a better chance of getting there um, and reaching those heights like and then do that week in week out you'll, you, you wouldn't be far away like yeah consistency is always the key to everything and then I think a really good example of that is like whenever you, if you say for example you miss uh, and that sounds real basic but like say for example you have three sessions a week for GA playing and you miss one every two weeks because of work or uh, something else right that's what 26 a year or something like just for talk's sake yeah. like every two every three years you've missed like you know so much training that somebody else has got up because whenever i think of weight sessions when i'm asking people like i'm consistency i'm like for me consistency isn't one two three weeks it's it's like six to 12 months it's 12 months yeah. plus it's it's consistency we're doing because people will turn around to me they're going like oh what the fuck have you been doing over the last eight to ten weeks like you look so lean you look so much bigger and i'm like that's because i was so fucking consistent with the, the gaining phase you said for that. so yeah like it adds up it's one of them things where and then people think it just comes together it's like that's the reason i put it like whenever Mick, i sent Mickey a video of that transformation and he was like put that up and just write another overnight success because that's all people will oh, say that's all anybody thinks they thinks overnight success or taking stuff 
or my TikTok, all I get is juice, juice, gear, I was banger, gear, nut. And I'm just like, I I was a fat cunt for four years, and it's Mickey just in a load of troll accounts. I was a fat (laughs) fucker for four years running about in speedos. Like, even last time we were out in Marbella, like, I didn't have, like, you'll maybe see me upload a photo, but like, I'm fucking tensing my abs to get the abs out there. Apart from that, I've got a gut. And the thing is, it's that trade off of like, I think it's it's that trade off as well, even with like the GA stuff and every sport. You have to weigh up: Do you want short-term gain, long-term pain, or do you want, you know, short-term? Do you want the exact opposite? Really, is the best way to put that. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you give a wee pain now, a wee bit more discipline, long-term, you reap the benefits. Like, my biceps were a wank, and I fucking hate training them three or four days where you dump my tits in. But now, like a year down the line, whenever I've caught, they actually don't look completely shit. And I'm like, that was worth them extra ten minutes a session. It's like the mobility stuff. Like, if you're doing that extra wee bit of mobility, recover your time and your food well. That extra five ten minutes here and there stops you getting injured that's the difference between as you said they're playing for county now obviously as you said there's the main consistency thing but as as we were sort of saying it's always the fucking consistency with like the small things over time yeah 100% it all it all adds up like everything like with everything you're doing like all the different if you look at all the different areas where it's like your performance your training your recovery nutrition like lifestyle like it's what you do most of the time that's going to stand by you and give you probably the best result rather than you know going hard for a couple of weeks and then slacking off and then so it's yeah. with your sport now like as Mickey was saying more and more people are taking it so serious that because you because it's you're competing for spots like you have to work over people and the thing is people are working stupid hard now it's like even with like the shows and stuff like my coach was talking about your bodybuilding show. like the standard now versus five ten years ago same as GA it's different gravy it's you're you're coming against people that have everything in order now their sleep their stress their job their fucking food their nutrition their subs and if you're off in one of them bases that is the difference between you getting the ball first and them like as mad as that sounds yeah. it's fucking mental it's mad how much everything progress like every sport evolves i think bodybuilding in particular i know this wouldn't be your thing it's actually evolved too much they're just dropping like flies because everybody's juiced off their fucking nuts well see that's like, that's fuck- the thing too because the bodybuilding one um they're they're uh they're trying to, they're, they're trying to do almost too much too soon because they see as you said they don't see what other people's been doing like behind closed doors like yourself like if people didn't follow you and just seen them pictures, like they don't know that you have been doing a bulk for like three years. Like they don't know that. Yeah, exactly. They just think, Do you think? oh, it's, he's just whatever. But they don't realize. Do you think there's much? Uh, do you think there's much PDs in like in GA? Um, I don't. I know there is like, but there is, there definitely is. Like I know. I get boys who write to me and I'd be like, mate, the funniest thing is I get people who Instagram DM me and they go, well, mate, just a quick question. I'd be like, yeah, no bother. And they're like, do you think this is a good idea for me? I'm currently X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, why the fuck are you writing this to me? And they're going, oh, you do shows now? I'm like, mate, I'm just a fucking but like bulker. Like, I don't, I'm just big. Like, it doesn't mean I'm fucking juiced off my gills. And they're like, oh, yeah, I was just wondering. Don't worry then. And I'm like, Right, well, it's good to know you're juiced off your fucking nut. Uh, um, yeah, there definitely, there definitely is people at it, but uh, like firsthand, haven't seen like like anyone really close to the, the note. You it, won't but. though. Like nobody's gonna be in the change rooms pinning. Do you know what uh, I mean? Like nobody's gonna be yeah. in there fucking. Well, lads, I'm running fucking X, Y, and Z for it's. It, but it's even like see, even natural bodybuilding and stuff like where they're tested. Like you can take growth, you can take insulin, you can take certain drugs because they're naturally occurring in the body it's yeah. like taking creatine like it's very very hard to, to check so like it is difficult it's stuff where like if i if i was a ga player and you were high high level and you get injured stuff like that's going to speed up your recovery so quick so it, there is temptation there especially when there's the pressure 
like it, it i wouldn't say by any means i think it's actually well controlled because i feel like the nice thing about ga especially whenever you move into like seniors and stuff there's a lot of like banter that keeps you right yeah 100%. oh yeah like, yeah you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to let the team down by popping yeah exactly so like even if you're getting too big in the arms you're getting too disco they'll say to you they'll be like right calm down here fucking arnold do you know what I mean? uh, yeah. and it's sort of like a joke not a joke with a jag but a joke with like uh you need to watch because you're well, getting uh, uh, well it did i know in good authority it happened on a county team a couple of weeks ago that somebody was brought to the side not one of not a team that i know but i know the guy and they were brought to the side by one of the players going here we know what's going on either take a wee walk off the panel or fucking stop what you're doing because if we have yeah. any sort of success you do that it's all over the mess that things pulled out. yeah and yeah. i don't know why i don't actually i think a boy might have left the panel pressure. um but that's the thing it's like people's gonna okay it's, it's never gonna be right, it's never it's, gonna it's, become it's russia it's, it's never gonna become like russia olympics but you never like people will go it's not to tested, isn't it? Not like it's never tested. Like all our test, aren't tested. tested yeah. It's fucking tested. Um, what are they tested for, though? Do you know? I think you're tested for everything. Like, um, it's like Sport Ireland tests you. So yeah. you could rock up the you could rock up the training or a game, and there'd be three boys standing there saying, "I want you, you, you." Um, so you go in the toilet. Uh, like we've been we've been tested before. There was three boys get picked out of training, like to get tested, and yeah. um, three boys urine, blood samples, and all like. So I think they just yeah. test for for everything. Well, they they uh. There was a famous one when they first started testing. They came in late after Troon played someone down. I think the Troon were playing a Mayo. I and, remember. And the fucking player long. player just went for a piss and then came back and they go, we need a piss sample. And they made him sit there for like two hours until he could piss again. But the bus had to go on. Yeah. So he had no it's fucking, a, he had no way home. And I think the boy that done the sampling had to bring him as far as like Sligo or somewhere. And then he had to get somebody to run back and get him. You have to wait to get like a good sample. So like you could come off after a game and you might be like too dehydrated for a good sample. So they'll wait until you're properly hydrated, but then you could be too you could be close on the water then be too hydrated, so they'll wait again for another one. So <laughs> um, the, that's that's, I think you'd be sitting out there you'd be sitting there going, I can't go, I can't go, but they have to stand and watch you uh, until you can until you can go. Like the boys that got it done says they're literally standing on the toilet watching them. Ah, uh, um, yeah, you have to have the cubicle door open. I heard yeah, that. Because uh, that's like Mike Tyson, he had the fake penis, didn't he? Uh, I was gonna say I had no fake ones. <laughs> he had the fake penis and he was fucking somebody else's pissing or something during the test because he was off his nut on the juice like but the yeah. back then boxing they were like they were they were all they could have walked in the Olympia stage. Like Evander Holyfield yeah, Mike, could have walked on the Olympia stage. Look at the neck of Mike. Like Mike Tyson, uh, muscle mass is absolutely disgraceful for a boxer. Like, mm. do you know what I mean? Like, for that speed, like it's fucking mad. For that urn all too, like you would have had he like the sands and all would have been shite back then. So he must have been absolutely guzzling it down. Do you know what I mean? So it's one of them ones where I'm not accusing, but he said in documentaries like I had to use a fake penis, so he was obviously on it. But to get to that size and be fit to that level and box, yeah, it would just be that's obviously why he probably been off the air. Do you know, aggression and stuff kicks up that sort of thing. Would, I just find it interesting because like obviously it's not going to be rife, but I do feel like there's it's so hard to know just like hidden doors what's going on with people joe it's like you don't realize somebody's an alcoholic until you fucking hear and you're like fuck i would never have thought that Do you know what i mean yeah. uh it's yeah it's, 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 it's never gonna know be it's only a few like a small percentage but it's i don't think it'll ever be at the point where it's like fucking 50 percent of the the population oh, no 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 there'll just be the, the there's just it's like every sport there'll be under that there'll be people just 
biting our time. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you're tested, though, it's just it, even that small thing puts people off. It's fucking, it's just different gravy. Do you know what? Speaking of alcoholics, do you know what? Mickey, this will give you a laugh. I'll not mention who, but I bumped into somebody coming over and uh, a meeting the other day, do you know, like an AA meeting. Right. And he was telling me that, like, he was telling me he's been going for years. I didn't even know. Anyway, I bumped into him and he's like, oh, I've been going for years. I just literally, like, nudged in him as he's coming out the school gate because uh, they were hosting like a church or something and I was walking and anyway we bumped into him and uh, he fucking turned around to me and goes yeah I joined like four years ago and he goes I'll give you a laugh he was like oh, I was living out past Bomb Bridge at the time so I went to this one in Restraver right. I was like right that's dead and he goes so I wouldn't bump into anybody and he goes do you want help me goes we drove down and he's not the sort of way to tell like drove down and not the person beside me but the person beside him guess who it was and I goes and he goes fucking next door neighbor fuck's sake and I was like are you fucking serious and he goes yeah like and he'd only been it was his first time too so we could have just fucking car shared but it's the fact that he goes I drove fucking 40 minutes so nobody would fucking know me uh, and he goes as soon as I walked in I got my fucking next door neighbor <laughs> for anybody that wants to know there is a meetings floating about if you want to know where they are from me message but Mickey was there anything else you wanted to run through because that's probably like 40 minutes people are probably sleeping 40 here 40 minutes I, the one thing I wanted to talk about was the impact playing high level GA in sports in general has on your lifestyle yeah you know, do you find that you know with girlfriends with family events you know there is a lot of things I know especially even with DJing you miss you miss stuff and you have to miss stuff if you're like training camps training in general away from matches you know even the fact of preparing for a Sunday game like if they have a game on a Sunday like Saturdays you're nearly cotton wool like you are yeah. technically <laughs> no you're cotton wool on yourself you're you, when you said that you said that was in you were actually wrapped in cotton wool you were all like squished. well you kind of just go like I, I want to minimize the chance of any shit happening because the last thing you want to do is especially playing county is ring a manager the night before and go fuck here I went bowling with the boys desiccated my finger fucking dropped the ball on my toe and because they're not going to take that fucking as, a, as an excuse. Wait, what sort of bowling are you doing? When you get blocked bowling in Belfast, anything can happen. <laughs> you normally start throwing them at each other. But uh, do you find, how do you find or balance the trade-offs with lifestyle and, and playing high level? Uh, there, there, there is plenty of trade-offs, like, but I suppose like for me, my experience was I was in the panel for a wee while, didn't make the trade-offs, was still going to drink it every weekend and trying to be like a student while I was still playing, it just didn't work for me. Yeah. Um, so then stepped away two years out of the panel and then came back in. Um, so once I got in then, I was like, right, well, I've, I've been on the outside seeing what I'm missing, so I'm, I'm, I'm more than happy to make those trade-offs. Like, but even still, there's some days, like, like last Saturday there, I think it was a class day, and we were like out and about and just we had a we had a game on the Sunday. Um, it was a club game still on the Sunday, but um, like you've the you're doing your carb load the day before, so you're forcing food into you, and it's like lovely weather outside. You're out for a band there. You're like last thing I want to do is fire fucking two hundred grams of carbs down me with a meal here, and then be bloated, run the bed outside, and just want to be out enjoying yourself. And then you're cautious of not being out in the sun too long, draining your energy, and dehydrated going into the game the next day and all that. So that's like a simple one, but in terms of like just constantly like Paul is probably sick of me like whenever it gets to the weekend or something say like, don't go do this don't go do that and then like nah, I'm a match I can't, can't go out drink it can't go out, can't go out and then it's like controlling the food and stuff as well where no nah, we're not going out for dinner I'm sitting at home making my own food so I know exactly what I'm getting in and all the rest of it so there is plenty of trade-offs like but um, I suppose yeah I think it's like that I suppose what you wouldn't do worthwhile exactly exactly so like for me I value playing there and want to compete at a high level and that's where I want to be so um, I'm sort of happy enough to, to make those trade-offs uh, for, that, for now anyway. that's the thing 
I think there's that thing too where people make somebody feel guilty because they don't make the trade-offs. It's like whenever I turn around to somebody, I'm cutting them or you're saying to somebody, right, move, and they're not willing to cut down the drink or they want a wee bit more socialising with their dad or they're not willing to plan as much. There's nothing wrong with that, but then you just have to accept that the results come much slower. If it would take you two years to get a year to get a result might take you three then or if you're trying to break in the county panel it might take you you might not get there because of that but then you just have to trade that off i think the problem is people almost feel cheated when they put in like 70 percent of the effort and that final like fi- that instead of final 20 even from 80 to 20 80 to 100 that's usually where if somebody else is giving it you're not giving it you're fucked because they're they're going to make the trade-off it's like if you're getting somebody like you that's similar level and you're doing all that it even gives you the mental edge like do you know what i mean yeah 100 i think that's one of the big things too but like confidence even when we said about like consistency being one of the big things like confidence and knowing that you've done all the work in the background you know you've like not been you've been looking after yourself you're not being good out every weekend you're not been eating shit you've yeah like just having that confidence of going into training and going into games it's going to help you perform at a higher level too like so um knowing that you're doing probably everything you can is it, it gives you that yeah. bit of, a bit of a boost as well like it does for me, especially when somebody's leading it. Like whenever you're leading it, it's like whenever I'm coached by Jonah, like I'm not double guessing it. And I just know that if I put in that work, I'm getting there. And I think that's one of the keys because when you know your coach right, it makes a big fucking difference. Hey, Mickey, you happy enough or did you want to dive into more? Happy, or? happy, happy. Do you want to tell people where they can find you, Owen? No, because yes, there's, there's a, be a lot of uh, Instagram's the main one, just Owen McKee 11, I think it is. Um, mainly just on Instagram, on Facebook as well, but don't really use that. Like, so uh, Instagram. Oh, TikTok. Like, no TikTok, mate. No, no. I've just about got the hang of these Instagram reels here. Still trying to work in, mate. You may as well upload them to fucking TikTok as well. See if you, well, here, who am I? There you go. Well, that's that's pretty much it then. Keep, uh, keep rating and reviewing. Oh, fuck me. Leave them alone, mate. We're 86 there. reviews now on Spotify. That is quite good, actually. You've been hunting them for them since we've been on about four reviews. So, credit where credit's due. Thank you very much for a rating review. And also make sure to buy share coffee. Your story. Buy really coffee. Good. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, stop plugging yourself. Always good job. I'd be the free free advertiser here. I know, fucking hell. He just, last minute, if you want to do it too, you're better doing it at the start because that's when people are going to listen. People are already tuned out by now. Uh, right, right, so thank you very much for coming on board. Mickey, please. Uh, thank you very much for coming on board. And yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> right, cheers, cheers again. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed that.